to the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. If you are listening to this on your favorite listening platform, I want to let you know it is another video podcast. So if you would like to watch the video instead of listen, head on over to my YouTube channel at Dr. Sita Hood. If you're on my YouTube channel, hey, how you doing today? How you feeling? Okay. What's in your mug today? Let me know. I have been going back to an oldie, but a goodie, which is the caramel ribbon crunch. I feel like that's what it's called. Caramel crunch. I mean, listen, I'll be forgetting. Okay. It's not the cookie. That's because I just ordered something else with cookie. So it is the, uh, caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino from Starbies, of course. What's in your mug today? What are you sipping on? Tea, water, coffee. What are we on? What are we doing today? Okay. Okay. You're liking that. All right. That's good. How are you feeling after last week's episode? I know. I know it was a little bit to dig through, but I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you put in some of the work. If there's more work for you to do, simply go back and do it. That's it. So in today's episode, we're talking about how to be unstoppable. And here's the thing. You will never be unstoppable if you never start. You have to start. You have to start to be unstoppable. You are getting hung up on the how in your starting. But what matters most is that you start. Um. There are a lot of really great shows on Netflix, and recently I have gone back to an oldie, quotation marks, oldie, right? Because now we in our 30s, so we can say oldie, oh my gosh. <laughs> but an oldie, The Hunger Games. If you have never watched The Hunger Games and you enjoy shows like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings... I'm going to recommend that you go and watch The Hunger Games. If you have Netflix, it's only going to be on Netflix until the end of March. So go watch it because there's a series. So anyway, if we go to The Hunger Games, Katniss, The Hunger Games, the backdrop for those that have never seen it is that we are light years ahead of where we are right now. And there is a hunger uh, there's like chaos surrounding food and how we get food and their rewards and all these different things that broke out. And as a result, the men or the people on top created the Hunger Games, where every year they select somebody as tribute to go out and fight to the, to, to the death um, for food. It sucks. It sounds really gruesome all the things in between, there's a lot of details. But the point is you are selected at random. And so they go to District 12 
in the beginning of the first Hunger Games and a young girl is selected and she's so young and so vulnerable. And then the unthinkable happens when they call her name. Her sister volunteers. They have never in the history of Hunger Games, 73 years, had a volunteer. Let's think about that. Who would want to volunteer to give up their life? Nobody. And not even for siblings. Don't tell my siblings I said that, (laughs) y'all. I'm not saying I would do that, right? But that's what, no one had done it before. That's what I'm saying. Nobody had done it before. So my point here is people don't choose to be unstoppable. They find themselves in situations that cause them to develop that grit where they have to be unstoppable. When Katniss was selected, well, she wasn't even selected. She volunteered so that her sister wouldn't die because she knew her sister didn't really have a fighting chance. And when she went in there, she's like, I don't know how to hunt. I don't know how to do this. I can't be as great as all these people that have all these trainings because they're going through a training period and they're showing all these people like, ooh, he's done this. And in that district, they train their kids to kill just in case they're selected and they win every single year. She's like, but all I got is this bow and this arrow. And the guy that was selected from her district, he was a baker's son. He's like, I don't know how to fight. She was like, throw that big old heavy ball over there and show them what you're working with because you have enough skill to make it to the next leg of this journey. And that's what he did. And that's what I'm telling you. You have enough skill to make it to the next leg of this journey. So Katniss did not volunteer because she was excited. She volunteered because she was terrified of what would happen to her sister if she did nothing. So a lot of times people are put into positions where you either do nothing or you try to do something. So y'all know I love definitions. Let's go into defining stop. Stop, simple word. We already know what it means, but let's just get into it for a little bit. Stop means to cause an action process or event to come to an end or of an event, action, or process coming to an end, cease to happen, a cessation of movement or operation. So we can think paralysis, we can think slamming on the brakes of a car, et cetera. Stopping your purpose, stopping what your assignment is, stopping who you are meant to become in this season, stopping that process. Now, if we define unstoppable, hello, okay, impossible to stop or prevent. Now I want to really just kind of deep dive here, right? So we have our definitions. The first thing that you need to be unstoppable, you need to commit that you will not quit. No matter what, you have permission to switch up the play, switch up the plan, switch up the strategy, switch up the tactics, but you don't quit. You might rest, but you don't quit. You hustle responsibly. And you have to have the commitment not to quit first and foremost, because that's how you become unstoppable. If we even think about like a train or something, even when it's like, oh my God, I can't, it's not moving. It's not going. It's not moving. It just takes a little bit of pushing, but that little bit of pushing eventually picks up momentum. And once that momentum picks up, it's coming at you fast. So you have to make a commitment 
not to quit, to keep it moving. You have permission to go slow. But when it's time to pick up that momentum, we got to speed it up. We got to get it going. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep moving. We have to move forward. Things will inevitably happen. And that's why you also need the commitment because nobody is saying that this path is going to be perfect, that this journey is going to be perfect because it's not. I wish it was, but anything that is worth having is going to require a fight. It's going to require that you make a full commitment. Going back to last week's episode, saying yes, offering that continuous yes, because you will have barriers that pop up. You will have things that happen. Your first plan will not work. And if it does work, then the second layer of your plan might not work. But you're going to have to learn how to switch up the strategy, how to switch up the plan, but you don't quit. So give a commitment not to quit. That's the first thing. That's the way that you become unstoppable. You pause for reflection. You pause to see where you can improve. You pause for strategy, but you don't quit. The second thing you're going to do is fill in the gaps. I want you to do something that is extremely mature. I want you to admit your weaknesses. The faster that you admit your weaknesses, the faster we can fill the gaps of those weaknesses. You need God for this plan to flow. You need a tribe for this plan to flow. You don't excel at everything and that's okay. It's okay because it would be way too much pressure to excel at everything. You do need help. You do need support. And if part of getting that support and part of admitting that weakness and filling the gap means that you got to go back and heal some trauma, then that's just what you got to do. Because in our commitment not to quit, in our saying yes to our future, in being unstoppable, we resolve problems, even the problems that come up within ourselves. So if there's an issue, if there's a blockage, we got to resolve that thing. I was in therapy this week and my therapist asked me, oh, she asked me a question that I I was like, girl, I got to, we got to lay that out. I got to share this with the people on the podcast because it's it's an important question that you should also be asking yourself. And it's a two-part question. What's tainting your vision? What's getting in the way of you seeing you? So if you are not able to see everything that is in your hand, everything that God called you to produce, the ways, the strategies, the things, the people, and all of that. What is blocking your vision? Is it past trauma? Is it fear of moving forward? Is it fear of being in a position by yourself? What is the thing that is blocking your vision? What glasses do you have on? So you have to discover the gaps and then you have to fill the gaps. The third thing that you need to do is to choose depth, not width, okay? What I mean by that is don't be afraid to tap in deeper instead of reaching out further and stretching yourself thin. Do not stretch yourself thin. That's that hustle culture, consistently hustle, hustle hard, hustle, hustle, hustle hard, hey, hustle, hustle. And it's a nice song, right? It's a nice song. Like, like, it is what it is, but... That's not going to help you because if you're hustling hard all the time, you are also burnt out. You are stretched very thin. And if you're stretched so thin, you can't see 
the prize that's right in front of you, the gym that's right in front of you, the strategy that's right in front of you, the plan that's right in front of you. If you go deep, tapping into the idea, that's where you find the hidden treasure. Y'all know when y'all used to play video games or whatever, and you go to this specific, let's say you playing with somebody, right? You go to this specific corner, let's just say Uncharted or something. You open up a chest because you're willing to look. You're willing to do the work. You're willing to look through the room and see what's in there. You find hidden treasure, hidden powers, hidden things that you didn't know. Again, a new layer of your personality, a new thing, a new skill that will help push you into the season, the next season, and not just push you, thrust you, accelerate that thing. So when we go down deep and we do the work of examining what do I have in my hands? What am I hiding? What am I holding on to? What is right in front of me? What can I tap into? When we do that work, then we find those hidden gems and the acceleration process just goes and goes and goes and goes. Again, like that train, the momentum speeds up more than what we could even try and start to keep up with. But you have to be willing to go deep. There is a focus on all of these social media followers. Oh, get the followers, get the followers, get the followers, get the subscribers, all this other stuff, right? But If those subscribers are not purchasing, if they're not engaged, if they're not watching, if they're not your fans, if they're not doing all of that, they mean nothing. They mean nothing because that means that your content, your, your message, all of that is a hit or miss. And I'm not saying that the people themselves mean nothing, but I mean, the numbers mean nothing. Let's keep it real, all the way real. How many accounts do we follow on social media, YouTube, whatever, and... You don't engage with that content. You going through your list and you're like, oh, why was I following this person again? I don't know. Or every time you see their stuff, you're like, "Mm, next, scroll, pass, done. Like we all have people where it's like, oh, I liked one or two of those things, but I don't like the rest of it. So we might need to do a purge on who we're following what we're engaging with, because it might not be in alignment with what we're looking for. And it's not even necessarily that it is, you know, the person's fault, our fault, whatever. But again, you have to be willing to dive deep and do the work. You find people that resonate with you more when you are willing to show up as your authentic self wholeheartedly. Recognize the training seasons. That's number four. We go through periods where we are being trained. Situations come up that teach us how to hone into our gifts and refine our craft. But if we don't recognize it as such, you miss the opportunity and you fumble the ball. So what am I talking about? I can remember when I was... um just graduated college. It was just before my wedding. I was waiting essentially for my contract to start with a new job and I needed work for the summer. So I forget where I was working over the summer, but wherever it was, wasn't enough money. Okay, ciao. So I went and I um, tried to apply to become a camp counselor at a camp that I used to go to. And the money that they were offering was literally like a slap in my face, right? It it was a slap in my face. 
And I remember being like, trying to advocate for more, trying to ask for more and debating on, you know, whether I should take it, whether it was worth my time. There weren't a lot of other job opportunities available, right? So I was like, "Mm, what are my options here? I still have this regular job. I do need some additional income. It's just for a couple of weeks. But most importantly, I was looking at the experience of the thing. So I took the slap in the face job, y'all. And I did that slap in the face job to the best of my abilities, went above and beyond as a camp counselor, because that's just what I do. What I do is I get all the way in it, right? Like I, if I'm going to commit to a thing, I commit. That's it. That's what I do. If I say yes to a thing, that's what I do because being reliable is important to me because I love being able to rely on other people. So I knew I wasn't going to show up half-heartedly. So I said yes to that thing. And the training that I got between navigating parent phone calls behind the scenes of running a program, of putting a program together, of hiring people and all of that, that experience was so much more valuable than the dollar amount that I got paid to do that work. But if I did not recognize that as a training season, even in the midst of it or even outside of it. And right now as a reflective period, if I didn't see that as a training season, I could have fumbled the ball because that's what I do now. I create programs and experiences for people. I have to coordinate with a lot of different people and put stuff together behind the scenes and do phone calls and hire people. All of those things were essential to my gift my purpose, my calling. So I was able to hone in on that craft by taking, I almost said the dollar amount, but it was like, I'm not even going to say it because I'm not even going to say it, but I was able to hone in my hone in on my gifts as a result of that experience. So recognize your training season. Finally, number five, intentional focus. What is the best thing for you to be focusing on in this particular season? What makes the most sense? Because we could say like, oh yeah, I want to build this. I want to do that. I want to do this. But then that comes with so many different layers, right? So let's say, for example, if I was focusing on building up my practice, I could focus on building up my practice in so many different ways. I could focus on community programs. I could focus on getting more clientele. I could focus on community partners where there are contracts with other organizations to bring clients into the practice. Like I could do a lot of different things, but what is my goal? What is the number one goal for this particular quarter? And once I know the number one goal for this quarter, then that is my focus. So let's say that if the number one goal for the quarter is to bring in more money, then my focus should be solely on how are we uh, advertising for clients? How am I establishing those connections? So if my goal is, is to bring in clients and to produce more money, then I probably should not necessarily be focusing on creating um, other types of programs because that will probably turn a profit on the back end as opposed to right now. So you have to be willing to take a bird's eye view 
and look at things, look at life, look at situations and determine what is the best move for me to be making right now. So again, a recap, a recap on how to be unstoppable. You have to commit not to quit because we don't quit once we start around here. You have to fill in the gaps because we have to be honest about the fact that we have weaknesses. We need support. We need help. And that's okay because we were designed to be human, to have weaknesses and to need other people. Choosing depth, not width. We don't want to stretch ourselves thin. We want to dive deep into the thing that is in front of our hands and not overcomplicate the process training season, recognizing when you are in a training season versus when something is supposed to flow a little bit more freely. Training seasons help you to hone in on your gift. They help to push you through something. They help you to develop grit. And the last thing, intentional focus. Intentional focus is so important. It's so important. So I created a playlist for you because I want to inspire you and I'm going to include the playlist in the show notes. I'm going to include it underneath this video and I want you to listen to it. The number one song that goes with this episode that I absolutely love is Corinne Hawthorne, Unstoppable. So that's going to be the first song that you're going to find on the playlist. Let me just give you a couple of lyrics, okay? I ain't going to sing. I know last time I was singing, y'all was over here like, this is a podcast (laughs) because I'm unstoppable. I get all the way in it. That's the way I was made. And I'm about my business. I'm unstoppable. Ain't no hoping and wishing. Say a prayer, catch a wave. Then I go out and get it. Cause I'm a be who I want. Try it. If I want power by the King and he won't let me fall. Hey, Okay, Okay, I'm going to let y'all listen to the rest of the song. But today I want you to commit not to quit and be unstoppable. It's time to talk about what I've been loving. Product recommendations, shout outs to family and friends, and overall gratitude. Let's get into it. Welcome back for another What I've Been Loving. I have been loving the Hunger Games because she did not quit. The odds looked bleak, but she made a choice not to quit. She leaned in on her strengths and she consistently made active choices not to quit. So I've been loving the Hunger Games. That's a little bit of like media queens along with what I've been loving this week. And again, I can't say it enough. I highly recommend the series if you are into shows like that, shows that are motivational, shows that are raw and invoke real human emotion. And I say motivational not because like Hunger Games are motivational, but (laughs) that part is obviously gruesome, but motivational because you can look at the story and see against all odds. She chose simply to take a stand. She chose simply to be who she was and she was willing to risk it all, to sacrifice it all if it meant saving people. So that is what I have been loving. If you enjoyed today's episode, share the love, share it with your mama, share it with your auntie, share it with your best friend, and then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow. And if you are watching this on YouTube, 
go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I would love to have you. I would love to meet you here every single week for a coffee date. Come on. Oh, you don't drink coffee? Okay, fine. Tea. You can bring tea. You know, oh, you're not doing that. You don't want no caffeine. Water. Is that okay? Energy drink, protein drink, whatever kind of drink you want to bring. Meet me back here every single week. All right. I'll talk to you later.